Hey folks, if you've been tuning in over the last couple months, you've heard all about the GameTime app and how it can save you some serious cash on last-minute tickets to sports, concerts, all types of shows. Well, it's time of the year to start thinking about maybe the NFL playoffs, maybe the college football playoff. Uh, I've used GameTime to buy tickets for friends to look at concert tickets. It's quick, it's easy, it's simple, and now GameTime is hooking you up for the holidays with a $10 credit. Here's what you do. You download the GameTime app in Google Play or in the App Store. Click on the My Tickets section, create an account, then under the billing section, go to redeem code, The Athletic, one word, The Athletic. Once you do that, it's $10 off your first purchase. That's free money. Credit is only available to first thousand people who make this happen by redeeming the code. It expires at the end of the year, so you got just about a week. Redeem code, The Athletic, one word. Make your moves quick and score last minute tickets with the GameTime app. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson, Jason Lloyd, and Tom Reed. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for coming. It is about an hour, maybe a little short of that. Um, after the game, we are in the press box here at First Energy Stadium. It was Ravens 31, Browns 15. Um, the Browns played a good first half on most fronts, especially the defense a week after taking the week off really showed up and played. Um, then some questionable management comes into play. A blown coverage, um, and all of a sudden the, Raven, or the Ravens score twice, um, take control of the game, deflate the stadium. Reality set in. So I'm here with Pat McManaman today, uh, just Zach Jackson, Pat McManaman. Um, as the other guys are on different assignments. Uh, Pat, it's one of those where we kind of knew the result, right? Um, it was do the Browns show up after they didn't last week? You know, do they have fight left? Uh, what can they do? to this team that they destroyed in the first game but hasn't lost since then. And, um, you know, because the story of the season is the Browns play two, two and a half good quarters, and then they have several just head-scratching or punishing or just debilitating mistakes. And against a team as good as the Ravens, it's on from there. And then in the second half, it was never a game. And to that, I would add, Zach, that when things – when those plays arrive for the other team, the Browns just collapse. They just, they just don't have the mental toughness to stick with it, to fight through it. Uh, the biggest thing to me is at six and seven, they had a chance. And the last two weeks, I mean, they, their their playoff chances were the longest of long shots. Let's be honest; it was mm-hmm. slimmer than slim. But they had a chance. In the last two weeks, everything that they needed went their way, except that they did not come through yeah. in the biggest games of the season. Yeah. So. Um... You know, I know the couple of the things they needed to happen to keep their faint playoff hopes alive did happen. They didn't hold up their end of the bargain. And that, to me, has been the story. Like, you don't put yourself in this spot and expect to get in, right? You're not um, six and eight and, and thinking that you're worth a darn. So um, I'm always going to say high expectations are okay. I'm always going to say you should want to win. We've, we've been through two decades of rebuild here. And, um, you know, like you guys all watch the game or you follow the game. And, and the Browns played keep away early. They forced a turnover, or they, they bounced a, on a turnover. I don't know if they forced it. Um, they moved the ball okay. But you come back to Odell's taunting penalty sums up the season. They try to go for it on fourth down. They don't have the right personnel. It's the middle of the first quarter. They're at midfield, so they call timeout because it's a huge play. They come out and punt after the timeout. And then late in the game, there's an injury timeout, and Sheldon Richardson gets a 15-yard penalty during that. So um, stories of the season – There you are. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. 
Usually people just brush it off or blame themselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo. Or people avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. The doctor will work with you to find your best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet, and getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com barking and complete an online visit. When you go to GetRoman.com barking, you get your free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com barking for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com barking. You know, we could keep talking about this game. The Ravens did what they do. They're really good. They played keep away. Um, they threw it to Mark Andrews. How you miss him down the middle of the field, I don't know. But the Browns did. And, Pat, it comes down to me, the question that's going to linger all week long. I'm not sure if this will be our only podcast or not. It probably will be because of the holiday. Is what is the case for keeping the head coach? And if there is a case, what, what case did he present here at the last two weeks where the season playoff hopes are on the line? When the most important, again, the most important games. Every game's yeah. important. That's the old cliche. But when it comes down to crunch time and you need a win, how, do you, how does your team perform? Yeah. And they didn't perform in Arizona. And here they perform for 28 minutes, and then after that, I mean, the end of the game, you look up, the Ravens have 481 yards in total offense, almost 500. The Browns have 241, so it's a 2-1 to one advantage. Yeah. 2-1. to one. This is five double-digit losses, so that don't tell me this is a borderline playoff team because it's not. No. It's a disappointing team that's going to finish under 500 again, has huge deficiencies. And look, um, you know, this is just a program win for the Ravens, and what I mean by that, you know, they got the better coach, they got the better quarterback, but we know they've been good for a long time, and we know they've been on this stage. But just a couple years ago, Pat, they didn't have Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, Mark, Mark Ingram, right? They didn't have Earl Thomas. They had a whole different cast of characters. They're playing L.J. Ford, a middle linebacker. He got cut by the Browns five years ago. He's been cut by a lot of other teams, too. Like, they just know what to do. They never blinked. They, You know, and really credit their defense, which I thought was excellent today, uh, holding Nick Chubb to 45 yards, turning a first and goal at the one into a fourth and goal at the six for the Browns. But really, they hung around until the offense got going. And then the Browns, you know, mismanagement, blown coverage, it's wide open. And then that's what the good teams do is they see the door open and they take it. And then the bad teams, you know, point to playoff scenarios and, and say, we'll work harder next offseason. And the one thing I, I would just say this, I don't, I don't think we need to I don't think we're blaming expectations. I mean, the expectations yeah. were justified. You had a, the hottest quarterback in the Western Hemisphere coming off last season. You had you added a, a Pro Bowl receiver to another Pro Bowl receiver. You got one of the best running backs in the league. You had two. You, you had what you thought was a pretty good defensive line. So there was a reason for the expectations. Now, why they didn't meet the expectations? There's a whole bunch of reasons for that. We, we're going to discuss probably the needs when the offseason comes. There are some clear needs. Uh, especially on defense to me, but these guys just didn't measure up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, right. they just didn't measure up. You, when you have expectations, you have to go out and play and meet them, and they didn't do it. Well, when you present it that way, and first of all, I want to give you credit. I thought you were masterfully deflecting from the let's talk about Freddie's case <laughs> question. But when you present it that way, why haven't they met expectations, Pat? Well, discipline, um, game management, inability to hit simple passes, to close out halves, Right to finish drives, 
Um, why, why is on Twitter, is there a two-point argument? Because you missed the damn extra point to start the game, right? All of those little things, and, and not to kick around this, but the larger issues, discipline. Um, the larger issues, third down conversions, and just and a quarterback whose calling card is accuracy, who will only survive and maybe thrive in the NFL if he can be accurate, not getting the ball in the right place. And then on third and 10, when you've missed two in a row and the Ravens are out of timeouts and you stubbornly throw the ball after in the previous sequence you tried a halfback pass on third and one and then later said with a straight face that you were taking the shot there because you were going to go for it on fourth and one and turn on 28. That comes down to coaching, and that is why. I can't believe I'm saying this based on 11 months ago, even five weeks ago. To me, he has almost no case to return as coach of this team. Yeah, and I did give you the little segue there. (laughs) It's hard to justify. In these mistakes, I think it was after the Titans game, I said to you, we were talking about play calls, and I said to you, Zach, well, what about the fact that if a play works, it's it's a good call, and if it doesn't work, it's a bad call. And you talked about sequencing of plays, setting things up with plays having sound logic for plays. That problem's been present all season long. Yeah. It hasn't gone away. And it was really present today. I mean, he can say, I mean, Freddie can say, and he's right. I mean, you can't argue with him. Hey, if the halfback pass works, everybody cheers. Right. Yeah. Well, they had a touchdown that worked because Demetrius Harris made a crazy catch. But in that situation, you're not giving the ball to your best running back. Right. But one of the best running backs in the league. Now, later on, the, the Ravens stuffed him, but at least you can say you tried the yeah. The best player on the team. See what happens. Well, I know some of you accuse me of being Captain Cynic, and I just say, do you watch the games, right? <laughs> but let's be honest. You know, in the first half, the Browns are winning. There's energy in the stadium. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're playing well by all accounts, specifically, again, the defense. We're seeing passes dialed up for the Damian Ratleys and Ricky Seals Joneses of the world. In key plays. Key third down. We have two Pro Bowl starters on this team. <clears throat> We have Kareem Hunt. We have Odell Beckham. <laughs> Key third down. And again, all right, let's go to Baker now. Um, you know, it it is a small sample size, and it still is, because you don't ever crown or put anyone down after two years. We're Not anybody with this pedigree, right? Um, this is not like Cody freaking Kessler, Colt McCoy. I could go on and on. I'm not. This is not where I'm going to say you look and you knew, because we've seen Baker play well. Right, So you want to say three games, seven games, 15 games. We've seen him play well. We've seen major regression. We know this is another 5.8 per attempt. Not going to get it done. Would you say three of the four games under 200 yards and the only last week only went over because of the last drive when the game was long over against the Arizona freaking Cardinals who have a historically bad defense. So, like, this is a big concern because, guys, Freddie's on the hot seat. And regardless of what happens there – the GM and the coach, the GM and the quarterback, I should say, excuse me, are both on the hot seat next year. And so where have the Cleveland Browns gone? Well, <laughs> they're going back to Cincinnati to play a meaningless December game. That sounds familiar, right? Um, they're not in the playoffs again. They have a long list of needs on a roster. I guess the only thing you can say is they do have more talent. But we said that coming into this year. And again, Pat, I thought you made a great point. Expectations did not defeat this team, right? Game mismanagement, poor discipline, poor tackling, and inability to convert sustained drives killed this team. They're going to win six or seven games, and there's going to be huge questions, 
not only in the days leading up to the season finale, not only in the weeks following that, regardless of what decision is made, but the whole year next year. Because guess what? If this GM and this quarterback aren't the right guys. Boy, we're looking at 2023 again, right? Yes. That's where you sign I mean, yourself we know that. back. If, yeah. if, we know, if you're listening to this podcast, you know that's what you know is a restart. And that sets you back for every year you do it. You set yourself back another year. So it takes two years. I got to go to Baker Mayfield a little more about this. I mean, let's last four games, 196, 192, 247, thanks to a, a, a last drive, pad your stats drive. And today is 192. They play Cincinnati next week. Nobody thinks Cincinnati's any good. Baker Mayfield was 11 for 24 against the Bengals. He, he's not the same guy these last four games of this season that he was the end of last season. The excitement in Baltimore at the way he played, even though he threw three picks, the excitement level over his 370 yards, whatever it was, was huge. It was immense. He's not. He's out here missing guys. He's not accurate like he has been. And there was one play again in the first half. It, was, it looked like the same play where they ran a short out. He rolled out. He, he only looked at the short out. And again, Odell Beckham, five, five eight yards behind him with all kinds of space. I don't know what's going on with Baker Mayfield. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's off-season preparation. I don't know what it is, but he is not the same guy he was as a rookie. And I would tell you this, because I did tell you this in the press box. When they turned first and goal at the one into fourth and goal at the six, and they got bailed out by the face mask call, he did not even attempt. He didn't know. The flag was on the other side of the field. He did not even attempt to throw a pass on fourth and goal at the six. You have one option in that play. He ran out of bounds. On fourth down, he ran out of bounds. Not knowing there was a flag. And just that last interception, I mean, what the hell is that? <laughs> I couldn't say it. I could not say it any better. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> he had a couple of those today. I mean, what right. the hell were they? I mean, he had another yeah. one that should have been interception by Fort. Right. All right, so back to the game. Um, <laughs> we have to? Well, no, I, I just want to put it like this. Like, okay, the Ravens were 10-point favorites. The Ravens are two touchdowns better. That's what it became, Right. Um, I, I just, you know, you can't resign yourself to that if you're the Browns. And they did compete. And it's so sad when we're still saying, well, good job. <laughs> At a certain point when it's 6 nothing, and they got the ball, yeah. you think, all right, maybe they can make a game right. of this. And that's, that's the series that ends with the failed halfback pass exactly. track. And that changed the whole game. Yes. That, well, that changed the whole game because you follow it up with not only – you know, boneheaded management, but you don't cover the guy. <laughs> and then uh, to start the third quarter, which everybody who's not only was in the stadium today, but has ever been in the stadium could see coming. 13 plays, 69 yards. The Ravens convert all three third downs. There's your chance. Get off the field. Give you give your offense the ball back. They don't get off the field. They score. It's 21-6. It's over. And at that point, I think the Ravens had touchdown drives of, as I look it up because I don't remember, uh, 75, 63, 69 yards, while the Browns had a three and out with no yards and a kneel down for minus one. End of game. Yeah. Are you crushing it at work? Laser focused on beating that boss level? Well, that doesn't mean you shouldn't eat. You have to eat. And DoorDash can help you get your next meal from your favorite restaurants in minutes. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city or just about any city. I use it on the road all the time. Ordering is easy. You open the DoorDash app, you choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Not only is your favorite pizza joint probably already on DoorDash, but there are over 340,000 restaurants in 3,300 cities, so you might find a new favorite too. Don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you 
with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners get $5 off their first order of 15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code BARKING. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter the promo code BARKING. That's promo code BARKING for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. You can get dinner just about anywhere. So um, here's the layout for the week. Um, You know, it's a regular week for the Browns. I'm sure that the schedule will be tweaked in some. Sunday's a business trip. Yes. Uh, It'll be tweaked in some way because of the holiday. But we know what's looming out there, Pat. We know what happens the last game of the year because it's happened so damn much here. If anybody knows it, it's you and I and our colleagues in that other room down the hall. <laughs> um, you know, the Bengals lost today despite a crazy comeback. They've clinched the number one pick. They're not playing for anything. The Browns are out there not playing for anything. Their third place in the division is locked up. Um, you know, the coach's future is the story. And, you know, um, we'll see. I, I, like I said, I, I don't expect it to happen tonight or tomorrow, but I do expect it to happen next Sunday night or Monday morning because I think he's done so little to help himself and so much just out there in terms of showing that maybe the organization or the ability to stay a step ahead of the game, which a great coaches do, they can go get all this talent. And that's for a separate podcast, as you mentioned. How much talent really was there? Where were the deficiencies? What what did we miss? What did we see coming? What did they miss? Um, I just I, I just can't see you bringing this guy back and thinking that everything's going to be great and that you're going to get to your goal, which is to win big, to win the biggest one, but to take this window that's supposed to be open and get there because it doesn't happen overnight. And again, we'll talk later about whether Dorsey and his cohorts thought they could skip a step. Right? We'll talk later about how all of us might have missed some things um, in evaluating the roster and the circumstances. But from week, from drive to drive, let alone week to week, this is an inconsistent football team. It's a poorly managed football team. It's an immature as hell football team. Uh, and again, today they called timeout to go for it on fourth down and they punted and they got a 15 yard penalty during an injury timeout. <laughs> the defense rests. <laughs> You know, you call you call timeout when you're going for it, and then you punt it. Just why even bother with the timeout? Just take the penalty. It, it's, it made yeah. no sense. It, it's hard to see him back. The problem is, if you bring him back and he's not the right guy, you kind of have a repeat of the Hugh Jackson situation. Yeah. Next year, then as a washout, then you're going to start over again with a new coach. We all see have seen what that takes and how it yeah. doesn't work right away. Right. That's two years. You're, you're going to two more years are going to be wasted. And you know the Browns, by and large. Had, had people healthy all year. You know, you miss guys. Every team misses guys here and there. But Baker Mayfield started every game. Odell Beckham fought through whatever he's dealing with. You have Nick Chubb healthy. The next two years, that might not happen. So when you got your chance, you, you can't mess around. And, and if this is the way it's going to be with Freddie Kitchens, it, I, I have to agree with you. It is almost impossible to see him back on the sidelines in 2020. You only left one thing out of that, and that's that John Dorsey's now been here for two years and three weeks. Uh, he's overseen this. This is his roster now, right? His guys, Elliot Wolf and Alonzo Highsmith specifically, are the names that you guys would know. They sit atop the tier. They've been here as of next week for two years. Um, this this is their vision. This is their getting the ball rolling. They went and got Olivier Vernon. They went and got Odell Beckham. They chose to draft Baker Mayfield, Denzel Ward, Austin Corbett, and Nick Chubb to, to start this thing. So everybody has hits and misses, but 
Last year, they fired Hugh Jackson on October 28th. So this whole second half of the season, when the Browns were playing well or not, and we won't know for another year or so whether that was mirage or just, what, magic or, you know, maybe the start of something great. But they had all that time to evaluate all of their options, starting with the head coach. And in the first week of January, they hired Freddie Kitchens. And if they fire him in the last week of December, then that reflects poorly on them. And that gives everybody listening and everybody writing about it and everybody tweeting about it and everybody talking about it big cause for concern. What the hell are they going to do now? Because just three weeks ago, they weren't firing Freddie Kitchens. Right. Right? Right. But Freddie Kitchens has left them to me, Pat, no choice. And I don't know. Again, getting to do this, I don't try to speak for anybody. I try to... Tell you how I see it and why I see it a certain way. But I don't know how you sitting out there listening wherever you are right now could have any confidence in them getting this right. Who who does the hire? That's my question. Right. Who's going to do the hire? That, that's another layer, are too. Are they going to ask John Dorsey to do the hire again? Are the Haslam's going to put take over again and do the hire on their own again? Well, is it going to be Paul DePodesta coming out of the bullpen? You know, you make the call to the righty. Who's, who's going to be doing the hire if they do uh, make a move here? Or are they going to have, you know, already the rumblings are starting, you're hearing names, they're all obvious, we all know them. Right. Maybe they have somebody ready and they make it all in one fell swoop. I would doubt it. I haven't seen that level of organization. But, you know, to me, that's another question. Who is going to be doing the hiring if there is a new coach? Well, you mentioned the obvious names. And again, there's, there'll be time for that. Um, two questions with that. One, can some of those guys coexist with Dorsey? Right. Two... Given the situation where it'd be another one and done coach, where it would be a quarterback and GM on the hot seat, where you'd be coming in and seeing what's gone on here, can you get an A-lister? Good question. And with Dallas, you know, supposedly going to have an opening as well. Is the A-lister going to prefer the Cowboys to the Browns? Where sure. where are they going to want to go? What's the better What's the better place to go work? It isn't like you, you come in here knowing you're going to have long term job security, right? Right. you got to believe in the quarterback. Yep. And there are worse quarterback situations around the league. No question. And there's been – I mean, guys have taken this job. I don't know. I When I throw out A-lister, I almost get mad at myself, Pat, because the only freaking A-lister that they've hired is Hugh Jackson. He, he, right? He, he was at the time. Yeah. And I think it is – we know now it was probably just he and Mike Silver masterfully putting him at the front of that list. Right? Because nobody else even interviewed him. Maybe one team. I don't know. They all run together. It was only three damn years ago. <laughs> Seems like 33. Good Lord. So it's not about hiring the A-list. It's about the fit. And, and, guys, that's why we're sitting here having this conversation, is these pieces have never fit. Right? Baker's struggles are not all on Baker. Odell's absence is not all on Odell. Right? It's the O-line. It's the play calling. It's the lack of building anything. But, man, you know, in December you shouldn't be playing like you just met. Yes. Very well put. You know, just it, looking at the board over here while you're talking. <laughs> guess who's second leading rusher in the NFL this weekend? Saquon Barkley was one. Guess who's number two? I don't know. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> it didn't even feel like he had a huge no, game. I know, I know. It didn't even feel like it. Lamar Jackson. Wow. Okay, we've said enough. Um, again, guys, we appreciate you listening, you reading. Um, your engagement and, and all of that stuff um, throughout the course of, these, of the season. Um, it's not over, but it just feels like it is, and, and it's damn close. So thanks for listening. Um, we will tweet updates on uh, if there's going to be another podcast this week. Um, obviously, if there is significant news, 
um, we will be there and have it covered. Um, we're grateful to, to do what we do in the way that we do it with The Athletic. We're grateful to have you guys on board, and uh, we'll see. Happy holidays. We'd sing a song, but neither of us can sing, so we won't. As usual, <laughs> the season for the Browns begins after the actual season. Talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.